ございます。Hello, it is the standard, the conversation, the blueprint, the CEO, Mercedes Money. And you are listening to Mangu Khan Salami podcast. So make sure you join and listen to it weekly. Hey, this is Roberto. You are back with another Mangu Khan Salami special. This is volume two. With the steampunks from Highlander Charter School. Steampunks from Highlander Charter School, please say what's up to the world. What's up? Yo, what you guys just heard, what you guys just heard was the multi-time WWE champion from NXT, from SmackDown, from Raw. Now she's the champion in Japan. I believe she's the IWGP Women's Champion. She's also the star of the Mandalorian show. She's a Mandalorian. This person is a Mandalorian of Star Wars fame. Did the intro to the podcast. Yo, she said... The name that you came up with for this podcast, how did that make you feel? And not to brag, but I'm just feeling like a little bit of a goat. Honestly, I feel like I could beat the Mandalorians myself just off of that. You are, a, I feel like you're officially a Mandalorian. Right, yeah. This is the way. I'm going to bring my helmet tomorrow. My homie, uh, you actually recognize Sasha Banks. You never take it off, Diego. You can never take it. That's true. You'd never be Maybe able to bring it tomorrow. I yeah. think the way Mandalorians kiss is helmet to helmet. Oh, okay. Cool. It's interesting. How did, how did you feel about... How did you feel about Sasha Banks uh, doing the intro? I mean, I kind of felt honored because, like, she's the person that kind of got me into WWE. Oh. So, it it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yo, I, I love that um, because Angela rolls her eyes. I've told her way too many times that I feel like she's the reason that women's wrestling is so big right mm. now. Because there was this one match that I saw with her and Bailey, and that match changed everything. They stopped doing, they stopped uh, objectifying women in the ways that they used to and all this stuff. They let women actually go in there and wrestle. And I really thought that was dope. Maybe I give her too much credit. I don't know. Do, you, do I give her a little too much no, credit? No, I, res- I rescind my previous comments. You rescind your previous <laughs> comments. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We've been having a lot of conversations uh, on Mangukon Salami. Before we even started the podcast, when we were talking about uh, what are some of our red flags, what are some of the things we expect in relationships? So we've got Angela Marandola from the Katie Brown Educational Program. Um, is it What's the website? KBEP.org. KBEP.org. You can find out more about Angela. You can find out more about uh, their work. So we've got her here to help break us down some of the red flags. But we've had these conversations. So once again, who had like a big red flag? Something that's a big no-no in a relationship that if you see it, you're like, oh, hell no, I'm out controlling what does that look like and don't forget a little louder because you're further back um what does that look like for you if you're controlling let's say for me to be controlling i think it's like oh i want to go with my friends and you'll be like oh no you're not going with my friends because i said so oh you're not gonna do this because i said so it's just like in a relationship, there has to be boundaries. Like, I'm still a person. I still want to go I still want to do this. But if you're controlling me, it's not going to work. Angela, is that, a good, is that a good description of what it means to be controlling in a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that when somebody is controlling in a relationship, they're trying to control what you do. Not only what you do, but also how you feel and your mood and your emotions. And you mentioned boundaries, which is really important. And boundaries have a lot to do with uh, red flags and the violation of red flags and stuff like that. So I think that's a good a good topic to bring up is boundaries. Billy, what did you want to add? Uh, another thing that I associate the controlling thing is 
is them kind of guilting you into doing it. Like them being like, oh, I feel like every time you go out, you're not being truthful. Like, I feel like you're cheating on me every single time. Mm -hmm. Like trying to use that to get you to feel bad so that you want, so that you stay more instead of wanting to go out. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's definitely, are there other ways that people guilt people in relationships? Many. Like what? Um... Like, if this person tells you not to talk to somebody, like, say you're friends with somebody and you, like, talk to them and your partner gets, like, uncomfortable and you listen and you don't talk to this person as much, but you don't break the connection, I feel like they guilt you for, like, like, they want you to take up and be like, oh, well, since my partner doesn't want me to talk to this person, I might as well just cut them off. Like, I feel like so many people don't just cut them off. They just, like slow the relationship like you know like yeah i feel like a lot of people just expect you to like drop somebody on a dime yeah like, like nothing happened. like real quick real quick i don't i don't like you talking to him bob none which is just not realistic and it's like, really not nice. depending like not at all not nowhere near. there's also that silent control too right where someone like your partner if they're upset with something that you're doing they'll they just they'll just stop talking to you and then make you kind of work for uh, an explanation as to what you did wrong. We actually call that being held, and I love this phrase, emotional, uh, um, like emotional, it's almost being emotionally held hostage. Uh, when you're on pins and needles wondering why your partner's upset with you and you're left guessing why that could be. And so you'll do everything in your power to not upset them even more. And so that's a, another type of control, but without words. Did you have something you wanted to add? Because I, I know I asked you about time, and that was a whole separate thing. Um, but what Lisa said, like, when your partner gets uncomfortable. Um, so I know this person that, like, they wanted their partner to break connections with this person because it was, uh, cause it was a guy. Mm. But then the guy wouldn't break off connections with a girl because, according to him, they were just friends or they barely they barely talked when it was yeah funny. that's the taylor's oldest yeah soft a bunch damn yo that that is a rule like, sorry but not for me but yeah it's like it's your partner like say your male partner be like oh and then like your male partner be like well i don't want you talking to this person and then you say okay you like cooperate and you try to be understanding about it and then I feel like once you get uncomfortable and you try bringing up stuff, they get all defensive and they 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 always make it seem like you're the problem. Like, why are you being so jealous? Like, you don't leave when I want, blah, 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 stuff like that. And yeah. it's just like, you, I can have these rules. Like, you could have, you, you make rules for me. You, you just call that. Boundaries. Rules for oh oh rules for thee not for me rules for thee not for me let me go one two and then I'll take your mm. uh put on your input on this I feel like I've seen a situation where it's like oh like let's say with my friend her uh, boyfriend told her oh drop that kid from me I don't like when he can back more in her phone or it's this and that my you, she doesn't even talk to the room and she's just that I feel like she just have also love like if you know. That that's it, bro. And she's not even talking on the booth. What's the point that you tell her her all job for me because I don't bike and whatever. That's just stupid. As if you have something going on, if you have just Um, I had a situation. I know someone that had a situation like that. Except the guy told her to 
drop connections with a with one of her friends, and the guy that she like she was talking to, he ended up confessing feelings for her, like a week later. So he ended up being completely right, and now they're in a big argument because she, she still won't drop him. How one of my best friends that won't drop him and like. So she won't drop the friend that has feelings for her. Because according to her, she feels bad. Okay, that's actually yeah, that's a really good. I think that's a really important kind of topic to because I think that happens a lot where. You have a friend and then they confess feelings and you're kind of like, oh, no, what do I do now? Like, do I continue staying friends with them? Do I hang out with them? Do I not hang out with them? I think that comes up a lot. It's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Yeah. Say more about that, the lose-lose. Because, honestly, if, let's say you keep them around, you know, because they're your friend, Mm. then likely result is that those those feelings keep just building up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously you don't feel the same way, so it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. And if you drop them, it's just like, it feels disingenuous to both them and yourself because, you know, you've been friends with them mm-hmm. and now just one single talk, one conversation mm-hmm. just ruins the whole thing. Sure. And How, yeah. How do you? Yeah, no, please. No, it just feels like unfair to all involved. But it's also something that, you know, can't be controlled. Like you can't blame somebody for catching feelings. True. How do you feel about setting a boundary in that situation? Let's say this person's your best friend and all of a sudden one day they're like, well, I like I like you and we've been friends for 20 years and where do we go from here? Do you think it's possible to kind of say, however long, maybe that's just how long they felt like they like, do they like you that much? Uh, what about the possibility of like setting a boundary within that friendship? Like maybe the friendship does need to change a little bit so that all parties feel comfortable. I feel like if they're your friends, if they're your best friend, they'll also stay best because yeah, to lose something so special. I have a best friend at the back. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose that relationship with him. I wouldn't want to lose the trust that I have in him as a friend. Yeah, because basically, you're not gonna tell your friend what you tell your boyfriend. It's not the same thing. Sure. And if I get with my best friend because he's a guy, one thing goes wrong, it's over. It's gonna be weird. It's not gonna go back to the same. It's true. So I rather think like it'd be like you're my best friend. I rather stay friends with. Mm-hmm. They have that good relationship with that sure go ahead um honestly i forgot that's what i was saying so just move on angela uh red flags in relationships other angela uh angela goulart uh who's with us at highlander uh what's a red flag for you going into a relationship what's something that you've seen that makes you suspicious in a relationship sure i think for me it's something that um i tend to find out a little bit too late um, oftentimes in personal relationships, and that's uh, when the relationship is very one way, where I'm giving a lot to the relationship and not getting much back from the other person. So I've had a lot of friendships in my life that have come and gone because I've only picked up on that, you know, once I've gotten hurt by that. But have you guys ever heard of the like a three month rule? Mm-hmm. Like after three months, it's where things might start to go downhill because that's when they show like their true intention. Honeymoon period. Why are you so wise? Why do you why do you like know this? They, like what they really want, like that's when their red flags really start to show and it's like when the honeymoon phase is over. That's what people say. May I chime in about that? Yep. So cuz I've I've uh Try kind of learning about the honeymoon period because I actually I have like conflicting feelings about the cycle of violence in the in the honeymoon period. And so my 
uh, kind of when I think about that, like the three month rule, to me, it's kind of like after three months, you have more of an emotional investment in a person. So things that didn't bother you three months ago or two months ago will all of a sudden start bothering you even more because you are more invested in this person in that relationship. So if you just start dating someone and they blow you off for a date to like go hang out with your friends, you may be like, oh, well, that kind of like sucks. Like, I really want to spend time with them. But then three months after, four months, like whatever your time period is, you may be like, well, we're dating. You're like my girlfriend. You're my boyfriend. You're my partner. Now this feels a little wrong. Yeah, now it hurts, right? Like, I don't care if somebody doesn't text me back right away and if I first met them. But after a few months, I might be like, hmm, why why are they ghosting me or however I might feel? So I feel like that plays into it as well. I don't think there's like a timer where it goes off and it's like three months okay now i can show everyone my red flags and like all my toxic behaviors my man just said oh <laughs> yeah i never i never thought about it like that and i guess it kind of makes sense yeah so it's less of a problem of uh detachment more of quite the opposite it could be yeah i think everyone is different experiences relationships a different way but i know for me what i see is that when you get emotionally invested in things you just tend to care about them more and it could be in a healthy way or it could you know take on like toxic turns depending on the situation yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've had a friend where like their like their relationship was like oh so good so good, mm-hmm. and then at some point she's just like yo I don't like like I give this man like I give this person so much and I feel like I'm getting nothing. And that's what Goulart just said. Have you yeah. guys ever have you guys ever experienced that in your very young career of relationships? Have you ever experienced that you felt like you were giving more than you were getting back? Tell me more. You're nodding yes, but <laughs> but tell me about it. Slide in and tell me about it. Oh, I guess it's kind of. I didn't really know who that person was. Like I, I had a an illusion of who they were. Wow, I had an illusion of who they were, and was that like some great person? And then you, the more you learned, you found out maybe a little less great than you thought. In what in what ways? Just like using like they didn't really they didn't have like I just don't think they were a good person at her. They just the ways they like talk, the ways like about other people and like like in a way like a a sexual way. That's interesting, too, because you get to know somebody more over time. So it's not just that personal investment, but it's also getting to know them more in that time. Like, if it's a long word relationship, you just get bored. Like, you're beating yourself up for nothing. You're stressing over nothing. That's like, you're overthinking over nothing because that person isn't showing anything back. You're doing all. So you swear, like, that's when sometimes some girls will start thinking, like, not just girls, but like guys sometimes too. Like, am I the one doing wrong? And then like, especially with somebody that overthinks a lot, like that starts to mess with you. And then if you bring it up to your partner, I feel like they get worse. Like, I feel like it gets worse and they like, they go like, no, I'm not doing nothing. Like, I show you all this love, blah, 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 but we're moving on. Is it possible to be in a toxic relationship with somebody who's kind of mean and nasty? And then you, the not mean and nasty one, uh overthinks and then takes responsibility for somebody else's failures in that relationship and then you end up like saying sorry mm-hmm. it, that's from personal experience like you and like i end up saying sorry a lot like to this person when like i like after after like maybe if say we break up 
I like understand that like damn that wasn't my fault though. But yeah, I said sorry. I feel like sometimes maybe uh I just thought of this right now. It maybe it could be like a matter of the person like you said, as attachment grows, things start to hurt more. But in the beginning, since they don't affect you as much, the person that's the affectee is the person, like, they just don't see it as wrong because they aren't told that it's wrong. So like, let's say they take a while to respond or they blow off plans to hang out with their friends mm -hmm. early on in the relationship and they're never told, like, oh, that bothers me. Yeah. Because at the time it didn't bother them. Mm -hmm. Then it's brought up very spontaneously and it feels like it comes out of nowhere. So maybe that could be part of the reason why it may worsen or it's just like it doesn't click in their head mm -hmm. or it just creates confusion in the relationship maybe something like that sure and that's why i think it's important in relationships once you feel comfortable enough with the person you are dating to talk about your boundaries and your expectations and uh kind of your maybe your triggers things that might set you off things that might bother you things that you like uh so that the person that you are dating they can choose to honor those or not so if you engage in a relationship with someone and it, it does feel really important to you, like communication, like if I text you, I don't want to wait like 40 hours to get a response. Like you don't want to get upset with them if they don't text you back right away, because then that's the type of toxic behavior. But if you're dating someone and they're not communicating or saying anything, you can say like, you know, I have like the expectation that in a relationship, I'm going to hear from you, you know. An, like enough time, yeah. Decent amount of time. And, 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 like, yeah, I would not able to be able to hold a conversation without even disappearing. Exactly. So then, if that person is like, okay, yeah, like I'll make sure to like do that, but they engage, and then yeah, and then they continue, you know, being really quiet or not wanting to. It could be indicative of something else going on, but it also. No, of course. Sometimes they say that, but yeah, it's like all talk. Like they sure can't say it. Like they're just saying it to make you feel better in the moment. So like they could blow off and y'all could like be good or whatever. Yeah. What is what is that? What is that called? If somebody's just telling you what you need to hear in the moment just to calm things down. Yeah, I would say pandering is a good word, like placating, just like trying to like shut you up so you stop talking about it and then move on and hope you forget. forget. That's annoying. But then I, you don't end up forgetting it, I guess. No, because who in the right... No, <laughs> who in the right mind is going to forget about it? Nobody forgets about the things that upset them really deeply. They hold on to it. And it usually they will hold on to it until it gets resolved. Uh, but I think that that's why... I know with me, and I don't know how you all engage in your relationships, but it feels really important for me kind of upfront to to lay out, like, these are my expectations. These are my limits. These are the things I like and don't like. These are my boundaries. Like, for me, a big boundary has always been, like, don't scream at me and call me names when you're upset with me. There's other ways that we can communicate. Because for me, if somebody were to do that, I would, like, want to dig up a wood and just this. Yeah. Like, it, whenever somebody yells at me, like, I instantly go into the thought, like, I'm a throw. Do, you, do yeah. you yell at other people? No. You do not yell at other people. Like my friends, I mean, we don't talk a lot of that. But like, in do your friends not want to dig a hole in the vineyard? No, they'll be okay. The new queen on, they understand. So I want to say something that may like be kind of controversial, <laughs> but I actually I do believe that this is true. I think that everyone can ha like has different triggers. So let's say I don't. I don't like yelling. I don't like when somebody yells at me or swears at me or calls me names. To me, those are, are almost like non-negotiables. If I'm dating someone and they actually don't have those same uh, boundaries, let's say they don't care if you yell. Like they're like, okay, my partner, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whoever they yell, it doesn't bother me. 
you don't need to have the same boundaries or expectations and what your trigger point might be might not be that for your partner. So I actually think that if, you know, we always want to like practice what we preach and walk the walk and all that. So if I don't like yelling, I shouldn't yell at other people. Well, yeah, I don't yell in relationships. Like but, in like, uh, like I like you relationship, I don't, I'm not going to yell at you because I feel like if I yell, you'll yell. And if you yell, I'm not going to yell because why waste my breath? You know? Go ahead. For me, it depends how comfortable I am. Because I am a very aggressive person. Yeah. <laughs> I am a very aggressive person with my friends, but that's in my heart they oh I am. And if I'm in a relationship, then I'll let you know, yo, I am aggressive. I am like this, whatever, whatever. So if you yell at me, I'm going to yell at you like three times worse. So don't play with me. You see? Yeah. I think like if we communicate and y'all are good with each other, and then you'll... But then there's people that don't respect them and that's all. There's, there's, there's two different things. There's respect where like you yell but like you're being respectful but you're still trying to get your point through but then there's like yelling period like you're calling like like calling me yeah or like you're trying to make it seem like i'm the bad person but you're yelling it so you could like especially over text too if you yell all caps at me like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna if I'm, you I'm, yell all caps at i'm gonna read it oh, as, oh, if you nice. say if you say s like if you say shut the fuck up to me in like all yeah. caps I'm gonna read it like, like in an aggressive way because like, are you do that? You can be zoping and you can, there's yeah there's like there's like and then there's like. I wanna hold on. I wanna come to your point. I wanna I wanna hear from you two as well. Uh, and I wanna give you a minute to wrap up. I hope everybody has a moment to take a quick picture because we've never taken a picture with Angela. So I'd love to do that. Um, before I get to your point, I wanna acknowledge uh, that I think I've had moments where I felt desperate to be heard, and like I'm not being heard and you almost like you're not being heard, so you just say it louder right like it's like it's like you're not hearing me though and I speak in all caps but what I think is the most important point right now for this moment not having to do with relationships but having to do with this podcast is we're hearing from young people on love and relationships and a lot of times we think in terms of how our generation how my generation who are probably the therapists of the world right now and the experts of the world they think in terms of their generation, but they're probably not thinking in terms of yelling over text by using all caps. So I want to say this is one of those special moments in uh, Manguko and Salami because we're hearing uh, from a different generation talking about their feelings just from, from different media formats that my generation just hasn't considered probably. So please finish your point. I'm really sorry for interrupting. And then I'll get to you, 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 final points. You could be joking with me and yelling and like, oh, well, you're not set out, whatever, we're joking. But there's times where you, let's say if somebody yells at me, I'm a feeling, oh, you're attacking me. So I'm attack you like three times worse. You see what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was, everyone up broke back. I would love to be like, tough as a child. You see what I mean? So I've always been, yeah. Okay. Like, my bad. Like if, like what she said, like, if you do that, like I'm gonna hit you, Ben. Because I feel like I always got to protect myself before I protect somebody else. Like, In one sentence, talk to me about one boundary or one red flag. I'm going to kick it to Angela for final thoughts, and then we'll take a quick photo. Go ahead. One boundary or one red flag that's important to you? Well, a red flag is that, like, their personality and how they forget How they project themselves to the world. Is there a certain way that if they project themselves, it bothers you? If you 
if you ask all proud of yourself, like, oh, I'm better than this person, like, kind of one-up someone. Pride, one of the biblical seven deadly sins. Thank you for that. Um, red flags probably, like, for me, it would probably be, like, oh, no, you're, like, too, like, friendly around other people. Like, let's say I'm with you, and then you're saying hi to all you boys, and, like, for me, I'm jealous. Like, I'm a jealous if a guy, like, if, like, you're talking to too much people, I'm gonna get jealous, so, like, and, like, I tell you, like, I talk to you about it, and then they still keep doing me, like. Like, they could say hey with one Y, but if they say hey with two or three Ys, it's a problem. Yo, that's interesting. He's nodding his head yes. I think I'm understanding this Mabuko and Salami thing. Do you have, go ahead. But, let's say, but, you have a problem if your girl does it, but if you do it, it's not a problem. Is it different? Is it different? But, like. But, like, what, what, like what, what? If I'm in a real relationship, like a serious relationship, like I actually want to take you serious, I'm not gonna like be aware. I know, I know the limits. Like, I have to like be like a couple girls, and like then you get older and you date more girls. You know the limits, but like, he said, if I'm single, he's saying he knows. The, he's saying he knows the limits now. Very quickly, what if it's not the limits, but it's their limits? Oh, we're gonna have to explore that later. Uh, hey, give me one. Give me one. One red flag that's important to you or a boundary. Too many guy friends. Too many guy friends. Now, again, let's flip that. Is it acceptable for you to have too many girlfriends? It's not. It's not. So limit. Yeah. So so we're back on the limit. Do you have Do you have one to share? I would say double standards, cause like you don't understand what you're putting or projecting to another person, but they expect this type of thing back. Yo, I think that's super important. I'm asking you to do the impossible, Angela. Uh, Angela Marandola of Katie Brown Educational Program. I'm asking you to uh, nutshell what you've heard today and give us final thoughts. Sure, um, I wanna share that one of my red flags though. I think that's important. Yeah, please, so one of my red flags, and y'all might feel this or not, is uh, people going through my phone or uh, taking my, or like using my password or asking for my password to go through my phone. That is, to me is like an automatic right away red flag. Um, in addition to that, so just kind of like to wrap up final thoughts, I think that all of us have- I'm sorry, Yeah. Uh, can I say, that uh, in the past week, another adult man who she's not even in a relationship with did access her phone, turn it on, made excuses for why he did that, which were untrue, and then got butt hurt about what he saw. What kind of human being would do that? Is this person a scumbag? Yeah. yeah. So is that a person? Everybody, huh? everybody here agrees oh. that that person's a scumbag. And uh, so go ahead. So definitely that is a huge red flag and just to be mindful of in relationships because I see that a lot with like your age group. And then also just final thoughts. So everyone seems to kind of, you know, be on the same page here with boundaries and limitations. My like suggestion or like piece of advice, uh, especially with red flags, is to just have these conversations early. Trust your intuition. If you have a gut feeling about something or something or some type of action, talk to your partner about it. I think that's the best way to mitigate future issues, uh, continued red flags, uh, red flags that are just keep growing. Uh, you guys have mentioned that communication is one of the most important parts of a relationship, and I can't reiterate that more. So I think keep going in that direction and have those conversations as often as you can so you can be on the same page. Is it important to you guys to be able to talk to your partner? Absolutely. Yeah. That was going to be my red flag. You feel like if yeah. you can't talk to your partner. If I can't talk to you, I'm wondering I'm why. You had a note a second ago that you wanted to add. Yeah, because like, she was talking about how, like, if you after all shit, something about you forgot. Oh yeah, the password. I feel like I'm a like I'm gonna put out proof for why I need your password. Like, if I ever 
like I don't want your password. I like I'm giving you that trust. But if I start seeing things and like you're starting giving me hints, I I Wait, like you want to go through your partner's phone. It got a certain point. Within reason, so like Whoa. within a reason, within a reason. If you're giving me a reason, like oh yeah, Jessica texted me. Oh, and she texted, or like random people texted. Interesting me. two names. <laughs> I don't know. I just and if you like now, I'm just gonna. And then if this keeps growing, I'm like, at some point, I'd be like, but I don't feel, do you, like, do you feel comfortable with me going through your phone? Like, do you have anything to hide? Like, can I look through it? Like, What's hilarious is you picked the name of the last person that I dated and the current person that I'm dating. <laughs> so, but like, what if they say no? Is that a sign that they're hiding something or are they just not comfortable with that? We could do a privacy? whole podcast about phone communication. Yo, such I, a hot like, I was going to talk about it. You guys want Angela to come back and have a, a conversation just about, just about this? I think that's dope. We can probably work that out if uh, she has the time. This has been uh, volume two of Mangu Con Salami with Angela Marandola of Katie Brown Educational Program. Where can they follow Katie Brown Educational Program? KBEP.org. You can also just search for us on Instagram or Facebook. We'll pop right up. Uh, thank you to the world for listening. This podcast feels very, very special. It feels like we're onto something. So I want to thank personally the steampunks from Highlander, Highlander Charter School. They did start uh, the mental wellness podcast called Joyful Rebellion. And now they have started Mangu Con Salami who gave us a special introduction by Sasha Banks. Like what? Mercedes Monet or whatever her last name is. <laughs> uh, Steampunks, you guys are on top of the world right now. Please say peace out to the world. Yes. Yeah. Uh.